0: The ball don't lie. Midweek movie music edition. The ball don't lie. My man Patrick takes songs from a certain soundtrack of a movie and uses those songs for us. Uh, that's those songs are supposed to lead us. Those clues supposed to lead us to the featured film. For midweek movie music, and yes, we all have it now. Rocky Four.
1: Yeah, I told you they're all gimmies from here. Right I know. Right? I put the, the two hardest ones up front. Yeah, I don't even know how you. There's a lot of there's a lot of solid songs in Rocky Four.
0: I don't know how you found two songs that were unrecognizable on the on the soundtrack. I got you,
1: but we got Creed comes out Friday. Creed Three comes out Friday. So I played the best Rocky soundtrack. God.
0: No, I want to go see Creed. I've told my wife, so I don't know if she because I've got in trouble for. It. Going to movies by my damn self to just go. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I told you I wanted to go see it, and you didn't respond. And I was yeah. like, I, just, I was like, yeah. you, she was like, she had something to do or went to to do something. And I was like, I just went to the movies, to go watch it by myself. So uh-huh. I know I can't do that anymore. So I'm going to make sure that she understands. Like, hey, if you don't make plans to go see Creed, I'm going to see Creed by myself like a loser, and I I will love every second of it. So uh, yeah, I, I'm happy you did that. I'm glad the Rocky franchise is can continues the rocky franchise continues yeah and i mean Cooper this creed.
1: this is the movie creed dies in so we have to jump in, uh, right jumping jumping yeah for his yes. dad because
2: he does go talk to his dad during the movie this movie creed three because yeah. i saw that in a trailer you just spoil it for people i said i saw it in a trailer Okay. Yeah. Well, look, if you're looking at the TV and you see these Maybe commercials, some, some
0: people don't watch trailers because they don't want any spoilers well, for movies. They don't even want. Spo- oh, that's trailers. interesting. Yeah. Some people are like no, I, I never
2: have done that. Yeah.
1: Some like, I'm, I'm with you. I love trailers. So right. I'm all about. Yeah, Give like, me the trailer.
2: Tease me. That better not be the best part of the
1: movie, though. Sometimes it, it is. is. Yes. Sometimes it is. You know Dang the trailer you. that got me now. Have you seen that new Will Ferrell movie with the dogs? No. No. Strays. No. Oh, it's the trailers great. Oh, he was he taking in stray dogs or something? No, no, no. He is a stray dog. What, oh, and what? he's doing a voiceover. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, okay. it's all these people that are strays. And oh, then I bet that is fantastic. It's uh, it seems like it's gonna be pretty funny. That's,
0: that's creative. I would like that. I'm a dog guy, so I'm already. If you in. You haven't checked that? Go <laughs> check that out. Dog guy already in. Okay, yeah. um, that sounds good. All right, so Rocky Four is the movie, the featured movie for midweek movie music. Uh, I like that. I'm excited about that. I, lo- I love the Rocky soundtracks. Period. They're all great movie mon. It's movie montage music, is what it is. Yeah, it's all great movie montage music. You just throw like different. Uh, uh, seeds in there Rocky running or lifting uh flashbacks and it get you all pumped up and emotional. It's fantastic.
2: Now, is that when he was in the um uh, when he was in the, the, the barn working out and throwing that hay some of that. Yeah. I think that's
0: when he was throwing that hay and he was <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah, Oh yeah. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Rocky. As a matter of fact now that we're talking about Rocky I'm I got not. a I got a Rocky I did a Rocky research project that I guess I can re I can kind of yeah get into that again. I can recite that. My Rocky Research project. Yeah. I went down a Rocky rabbit hole one day. Shocking.
2: <laughs> Shocking and that now, my boy did that.
0: Yeah, now that we're talking about Rocky, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring back that research. I believe I have it somewhere in, <laughs> I'm sure you got all in these papers. papers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find my Rocky Research. We'll have some fun talking about Rocky. All right. Uh not a fan. what you got? You know? Whoa, what the what? Whoa. Yeah, man. I think whoa. it's the most
2: overrated series ever.
0: Movie series? Yes. Most overrated movie. You know what won Best Picture?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. Which is and you're gonna, absurd. you gonna say that that happened?
0: And you gonna say that yes. it's overrated?
2: Yes. Not a big fan.
0: We'll agree to disagree. It's no,
1: it's no purple rain. Yeah, it's no purple exactly. rain. Like,
0: first of all, I don't even no know. No grease
1: too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank how, you.
0: How can you say Rocky's overrated? Because to me, Rocky is what it is. I think you accept it for being what it. Like it's 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 perfectly cheesy.
2: Agree. But it's but it's not best picture award-winning
0: the original at the time was groundbreaking now yes now it's become really cheesy because it's a series and you got like eight or nine of the damn things and we know how the storyline plays out every damn time We know the rocky storyline we know how the plot yes. is written they just put in different people and different characters into the plot but we know how it works out so i give you that now it is ridiculously cheesy but also kind of comfortable right with the cheesy there but the first one was something nobody had really done before in that manner. So that's why I think the first one got a lot of love. I'm not saying that probably, i got to look at the other Best Picture nominees at the time and see if it That's uh, what I'm doing right, all right now.
1: All right, you got Network. Okay. Uh, Bound Network. for Glory. Oh. All the President's Men. Oh, that should have won. <laughs> and Taxi Driver.
2: Oh, yeah. There we go. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, Taxi Driver
0: and All the President's Men probably could have beat Rocky at the time. Could. But this is my thing. All the president's men. Obvious, all, all, it's all about the the White House Plumbers, right? And the scandal, and, and Watergate and everything. Right. So to me, even though it was a great movie, if you haven't seen it, you should go see. It's fantastic. Spoiler alert: uh, It's a great movie, but it it it's a based on a true story in a sad time for America. Like it it's just giving you the facts about what was a really. Disappointing, sad state of affairs. Period in our political history. So people, it's not a feel good experience. Good movie, not, you know what I mean? It's not a. It's like Amistad. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh,
1: yeah. it's, like it's like Twelve like... Years a Slave. Good movie. But you watch but it, it once like, and you're like, i think not put this away for a while. Yeah,
0: like I'm, like I'm good. I don't need to see it again. It's That's not how that it was when I watched
1: Mississippi Burning. I yeah. was like.
0: I'm gonna beat up everybody I see. Any movie about the racial history of this country, you need yeah. to see basically just once. you like, man, that's exactly I, can't, right. I don't know if I can watch it over and over again. Great movies, but it's hard to watch over again. And some points, Great point. some of those are like that. We look at that historical dramas and kind of biopics and stuff like that. Right. Um. And the other one, Taxi Driver. Remember how dark Taxi Driver was? It was a dark movie. Yes. For the time, it was dark, man. You had man, you yeah, taxi really, driver. No, uh, yeah. Rod Nero went to a dark place on it. I mean, he yep. went to like Heath Ledger's Joker kind of dark place. And Everybody was like, "Wow, okay, that's wild." So uh, I, I don't know if who won Best Actor. I, I bet was he in the running for Best Actor it that year? Not,
2: it better not be Sly. <laughs> no, it
0: wasn't Sly. Yeah, what be. Rocky was was a feel-good movie, a feel-good film experience at the time, and people went into the movie and then they, and it was it, it literally was the what the movie was about. It was an underdog. Right. I right? mean, America loves the underdog. America loves the underdog. America itself was at one point an underdog. So America loves the underdog story. Loves Cinderella. He was and, a street
2: tough guy. Yeah. yeah uh, and it, so
0: it was a feel. So you left the you left the movie just feeling good. You didn't leave, you know, uh, you didn't leave, you know, the taxi driver feeling good.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you just did. not you. you know what I mean? And the same thing with uh, what was the other one? All the President's presidents, Men. You didn't leave feeling good. You just left. That's a great film experience. I think the feel-good vibe of Rocky, it it led it to winning Best Picture. So I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying that's why it
1: won. Uh, Yeah, Peter Finch from Network won Best Actor, beating out Mm. uh, Robert De Niro and Sly Stallone in that one. And Jason Robards from All the President's Men won Best Supporting Actor, beating Mm. out uh, Burgess Meredith and Burt Young from Rocky. You can't win, Rock.
0: <laughs> he'll
1: kill you, Rock. He'll, he'll kill, kill you. Ya.
0: <laughs> and
1: Women like, me, weaken legs.
0: The best plot <laughs> may be Rocky 1, but the movies actually were better later on. Like Because there was an actual I don't story. Only the well, they had money. To me, the original. They, uh, they, they had money. money. Yeah. yeah, the original there was no Rocky money in the first like the best one. Yeah, they they, there was a shoestring yeah. budget. Yeah, they actually got a little bit better, but at that time, it's like Russell Westbrook's uh, triple-double. It's like after he you know he had he average a triple double back to back years. Nobody gave a damn the second year. Right, right. right. Dude, nobody cares about we already seen that. So <laughs> oh, when they gave up the stat, there done that. When
1: they gave out the <laughs> stat when he got cut and they this year and they go they're like, oh, he got bought out. He has the most triple doubles coming off the bench in the league this year. Like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get it. <laughs> That's Rocky. It's like, okay, yes, we know what it's gonna be. Thank
0: you for adding more special effects. Yep. Thank you for adding a a, muscu- a, a more muscular dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> great. But it's still the same damn plot. And we yep. know it by this time. Now it's for, for for our kids. Yes. And you said your wife, your wife loves it. She yeah, oh my god. Your gosh. wife loves Rocky.
2: Yes. But you don't like it. I mean, no. And she was like, we need, to, we need to have a day where the kids just watch Rocky. Oh I'm like, I will be gone all day. <laughs> so you do that when I'm out of here. Man,
1: you better do it soon because if you wait much longer, there's gonna be like six more movies that come out. Yeah. there's Creed is pumping them out. He's, he's yeah, yeah. But, but, Michael B. Jordan's like, I'm on it. <laughs> we'll watch Creed. We'll watch Creed
2: because Rocky. Because it's the sun. It's but it's still the son.
0: franchise. It's the
2: prodigal son. Do you remember when Tommy Gunn was the son Rocky was training Rocky Gun? I mean, was yeah, he, Gunn I mean yeah. Tommy Gunn He wasn't
0: his actual son, but then he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. his actual son got jealous in that one. That exactly. was the, okay, that's the worst of the Rocky movies, can we agree? The Tommy Gun? Exactly. Rocky, was it Rocky 5? What is that one? It five? was
2: Rocky 5. Oh, the yeah. worst of
0: the Rocky. Yeah. Rocky 5 is terrible. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I like the one that they did the video game one better than that Remember they did the. That was, oh, that yeah. Was that, was, Cre- was that Creed or Rocky? That was Rocky. That was Rocky. They did like a Rocky movie, like a video game one.
2: Yep.
0: Oh. Sorry,
1: spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> in Chauden, uh, to me the best one was with uh, Mr. T. <laughs> that was my f- say, woman.
1: Oh, the Save son. Of, his actual real, son in Rocky Five is his actual son yeah. in real life. Yeah, yes. oh. So, so it was, oh, it was terrible. And, yes. and then Tommy oh, Gunn was
0: an actual boxer. Yes, who got Tommy think, Morrison got it, AIDS. Yeah, did he get AIDS? Yep. sorry, yep. maybe it's HIV. I apologize on me. Yeah. But, HIV, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. um, and yeah.
1: And I think then, his name
0: really was. No, you're right. It was Tommy, Tommy Morrison. Morrison. He was. Yeah. yeah. Now you're right about that. Yep.
1: Okay. A, <laughs> the write, The writing was really. Creative at this point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what's your man. name? Uh, we'll, his name's Tommy. We'll call you Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, he responds better than to Tommy. Yeah, if you just call we, him Tommy, we he might remember. gave him another name you. and he didn't yeah. respond on set. So we'll call
0: him hey, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. All right, let's get to this story. Uh, there is no transition uh, that is that is not awkward uh, to this uh, story about Jalen Carter. But let's get into it, gentlemen. So, uh, uh, arrest. Warrant was issued for Jalen Carter, the former Georgia defensive lineman who was expected to be a top five pick. And even still, after this story, I have not seen uh, his draft stock drop precipitously, but we'll see uh, because we still got the combine coming up here. But he's been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. The Athens-Clarke County Police Department has issued a arrest warrant obtained Wednesday by the Associated Press, which alleges Carter was racing in the 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition, driven by the recruiting staff 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, which led to the January 15th wreck. The announcement came hours after the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that Carter was present at the scene of the crash and later provided shifting accounts of the wreck. Uh, Devin Willock, who was an offensive lineman for the Bulldogs and LaCroix, were killed in what police initially reported as a single car accident. Uh, But that obviously that was not the case. So now, according to documents and records of 911 calls reviewed by the Journal-Constitution, at least two vehicles driven by Georgia football players had been at the scene, including the Jeep driven by Carter, who left the scene before police or emergency personnel arrived. Carter returned to the scene. Less than two hours later, according to the paper, which reported that he was asked by police whether he had been racing the vehicle that was crashed. Documents reviewed by the Journal of Constitution show that Carter first told police that he heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex, but then later told an officer he had been driving both behind and beside the SUV driven by LaCroix. The Journal-Constitution also obtained surveillance video footage from multiple downtown locations in Athens. Taken the night of the crash, the footage, which also has been reviewed by police, shows three vehicles leaving the area of the scene at the time, Carter's Jeep, LaCroix's Ford, and a 2019 Dodge Charger driven by Bulldogs linebacker Jamon Johnson. Carter denied racing to the officer who observed no signs that the uh, 310-pound defensive lineman had been drinking, according to the Journal-Constitution. The crash occurred hours after their uh, celebration, the winning back-to-back national titles, with a parade and ceremony at Sanford Stadium. All right, Arch, that is the bombshell that was dropped on the college football world earlier today. Uh, What are your thoughts about how, first of all, two people lost their lives, so... Yes. That's the first thing that uh, we should recognize that is extremely sad and unfortunate and um, nothing is going to be able to, you know, um, take the the place of those young, uh, those young people and obviously comfort the families of those people. No doubt. But getting back to Jalen Carter's role in all this, and by the way, misdemeanors, these are, char- mm-hmm. these are misdemeanor charges. I should, I should lead with that as well. These are misdemeanor charges. Uh, what are your thoughts about how this is going to affect his life, <laughs> number one, right. Um, but also his career?
2: Uh, number one, it's going to play some sort of role because obviously this young lady and this football player had been around each other for quite some time. You know what I'm saying? When you, you, you've been around it where you spend a lot of time with staffers. Mm-hmm. They're always around you. They've always took care of you. They're practically your family because you're with them just as much as you are with the football team. You get to know each other. They were probably there on your recruiting trip. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. But I'm also looking at this. She was. They were driving at 104 miles per hour, Damn. and they had a blood uh, alcohol level that was .197 according to the police report, the the, the, the young lady, the, uh, LaCroix, LaCroix. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yes, he's probably there because he left the, the scene and he left his teammate there and left that young lady there. Cause just like I said, if they were part of your family, you're not just going to drive off. No. And especially if you didn't do anything wrong, yes, you might've been racing fast and, did they hit your car? Did they go back and see on that car if if they hit him and that what caused them to flip or 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 die in the car? So there's a lot that is going to be left to unravel. But you know as well as I do, we talked about this yesterday. It's gonna it, it, unless he gets charged with something, I don't think it changes anything in the football eyes. Now understand, I'm talking strictly. Football style. I understand somebody lost their life, people, so don't be hitting me up yes, on the Specs text line. We we are doing this as an exercise for the conversation because the NFL, which we had the conversation yesterday, have you had anybody in your family that has been shot? Uh, how are you going to react? Well, you're not the person that, that I'm willing to have on my team. These are people that are going to go and ask all these questions, but I guarantee you somebody's mm-hmm. still going to look at this guy and say he can help mm-hmm. my team win. And that's exactly where this is going to fall. Is he going to fall out of the number one pick? Possibly. Possibly for sure. Um, but is he going to get drafted? You know he is. The, pr- the person that I was thinking about when I read this story was Lyle Collins. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And how he fell out of the draft and the Cowboys ended up getting him as a, as a free agent. He's in the league right now. And he ended up playing for the Cowboys and doing a great job for the Cowboys. And now he's playing for... Cincinnati. So if he, and and you know as coaches they're probably sitting there in front offices is like somebody's going to take him. You know somebody's going to take him. So we might as well go ahead and take him. Because if he's the best one on our board, we need to take him and we'll deal with everything else after that. But that is why I believe that they're doing all this stuff right now because it is part of the 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 process, right? Combine, agents, no stories, people getting stories out. They're trying to, you know, scar his name. But then all of a sudden, somebody else is—he's going to fall to somebody, and somebody's going to take him if he's not going to be the number one overall pick. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's—it certainly does not look good for for his character that essentially the way the way the report lays out. Except nobody—I wasn't there, so I don't know. Right, right. The way the report lays out is that they were indeed racing, Mm -hmm. and that. His teammate and the other car crashed and he left the scene. Right. That If that, I'm, if I'm the, a team, that would that be my concern. Did, hurt, you, did yeah. you just leave, leave the scene or did you.? Because if. Now, did you see the crash? Did you see the crash? Right. Were you aware of the crash? Did you leave? Did you already burn away from them and wasn't that's, even aware of the crash? Right. You were aware of the crash. At that point, you put aside. Childish things because that's what you were doing right something very childish and immature racing and you go okay Somebody's life is at stake these people could be in danger I need to call the police right now, and I can stay here and hey, hey, this is what happened and Because I'm not saying that you know because being a hero is tough. That's why most of us are not heroes (laughs) All right, we don't run toward the danger run away from it And there are you know some of the most courageous human beings on our planet that take those jobs And they run toward the danger to be heroes right um but because I, I don't know what the what happened in the crash and that kind of thing, um, but did he try to render aid? Right, and that's if, if where you, people. If you were indeed there, if you were indeed there and you yep. saw it happen, did you go try to render some aid? You know, right. and if you can't render aid, I get it. But we all know least you can do when you see something going on is like, I'm just going to call 911. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I, 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 you know, I wish yeah. I was that person to go over there and, re- you know, render some real aid and go help. But I, I can't. But I will call the people, the necessary authorities that will and can do so. And that to me would be troubling. Mm-hmm. That's 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 that, 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 hits, that hits me part. deep because yeah. as a human being, that's just. That's something that I would say is a character flaw. It's right. like, and then, it, you know, how long did you take to come back? He did come back to the scene. He did come back to the scene, and he was ultimately honest about what happened. So right. you know, trust me, I, I, I get why he's scared, and why not to be honest with the police. I get all of that kind of stuff, all right? So I'm not saying that. That's why I tell you to get a lawyer. Right. <laughs> all right, When you're dealing with the police, smart thing to do. Um, but in that situation, you're talking about life or death. Um, I, I do wonder about the details. Did right. you did you see the crash, and if you did, right? Did you did you decide to render aid, or did you decide to leave the scene? And I said, I'm not gonna judge because I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Um, but if I'm a team, I probably decide. Yeah, that's definitely data point. That's a that's a character flaw. Yeah, um, and I mean, those are people that died. No doubt. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we
1: sometimes. know Tom McShay reported earlier in the draft cycle that. Jalen Carter was someone that was known to have known character issues. Everyone got mad at talking and put out the thing of that. They put out good stories about Jalen Carter. Uh, but you wonder, are there more stories? Is there more things? So I think any team looking into him is now going fully into if we're going to take this guy, we need to vet him fully because we can't have another story come out and then another one and then another one. Like we just need to know everything that happens up front and so I wouldn't be surprised too if you're if you're talking to Jalen Carter, you're also trying to go to the police and go, can we like how much can the information can you give us about where he was and if the record? because we need to know if he's telling us the truth because he can tell us, Oh no no, I drove off and and then I found yeah. out. Oh I the, called camera, the
0: camera footage apparently yeah. is. And what that's what I'm saying, but the police really have that. The, and yeah. so
1: it's a question of, well, is he gonna tell us? And that's where it starts to get into the murky how much you can get before the draft. But, yeah, it's unfortunate when these things come out right before the draft, uh, and it always seems like it's something that was specifically done to be done Mm -hmm. right before the draft.
0: Yeah, it seems like, well, because it happened January 15th, so it seems like this has been happening for a while. So even if the investigation isn't totally done, it's surprising in – the 21st century cameras everywhere. There were witnesses to this. They said yeah, they yep. passed up motorists. Yep, and they were weaving in and out of traffic. It was it was right after the big parade to celebrate the national title. So there are other people out there, two thirty yeah. in the morning, that saw this. And yeah. it's, it's post 911, so it's cameras everywhere. No matter where you are, so they got enough footage to put everything together and witness testimony. And yeah, I it's it's a really sad sad story because people people lost their lives big time. Um, but for the, so the Jalen Carter thing, yeah, I mean the question arises as to what he did in the hour and a half right after the accident because they say the basically thing, they say yeah. on, within two hours he was with the police and had, had told them exactly what happened. Right. That's two hours though. I as a, as a coach, I'd want to know. I mean, what happened in an hour and a half? Like, what'd you do? Went back yeah. to you. Go to an apartment with somebody. Did you see what happened? Well, did you hear about it later? Did well, you Did you drive our way and hear about it later and went? Oh man, that was that was what I I was there. Do you and think alcohol
2: had something to do with why he left as well?
0: The officer said on the scene said he did not exhibit any signs of being inebriated by alcohol, but we don't know because right. he was not tested there on the scene. And so we don't know.
1: We also know there may be other things that are legal in most places that he has in a car that may not be legal where he's at. Correct. And he may Correct. say, I need to drop this off before I talk to any police. That's true, too. Which also is not what you need to do it's in a life or death situation. A problem. But that could be a situation as well just <laughs> because many people I know have been there. So here's another thing right here. <laughs> Failure to stop
2: and render aid. I had a friend go to prison because of that. So maybe that's the other part of
0: it. It goes back to Patrick's point about different laws and different statutes, different parts of the country, different counties and stuff. So uh, he said right now, both of the charges against him are misdemeanor charges. So, I mean, the worst he'll pay a fine and be on probation uh, for those misdemeanor charges. But now people are going to do deeper dives into the character of Jalen Carter and find out if there are some other tests of his character that he may have failed. Right. In the past, because I think a lot of people believe that he may have failed this one. Yeah, he the ding, ding. Yeah,
2: he definitely failed this one.
0: Because my thing was, you're going to end up like after th- when it happened, you're going to you're going to end up in trouble anyway. Like, yeah. it's already out now. Like, it's out. It was coming. You're not going to be an avoidant. You're a top five pick in the draft, potentially. Um, at that time, the decision should have been made for him to do what's best for now the victims. Right. Correct and and not he not he didn't by the way it's not by his hand or anything he was just racing right. and racing it's their fault for you know being inebriated and starting to drive that's unfortunate so it's not that, I'm not saying that should be on him and he shouldn't have extra charges and that kind of stuff I'm not saying that right. I'm just saying at that time there was a responsibility for and he him failed it, the if
2: responsibility he, if he
0: saw that wreck man, yeah. he you know we don't I would like to know how long before the police got there and when the nine one one was actually called or did they see it somebody see it and whether nine one one call came from initially. If, yeah. it did, if it did come from him, that's better, too. He was like, man, I went somewhere and then I called. Great. That's better, too. Yeah. At least he called. Um, so, anyway, what you got coming up on Harsh Knock Life?
2: We're going to talk about this Texas <laughs> One Fund. We're going to have our man Wheels join us and talk <laughs> a little bit more about how you can help at the Texas One Fund at the University of Texas.
0: All right. Uh, Harsh Knock Life coming up next. You don't want to miss it. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and
2: gentlemen. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm speak my mind. There's
3: emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the Boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael!
1: Oh, that's funny. Michael!
2: Welcome back to the midweek movie edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. Those and you can follow the man behind the glass at It's. Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776 and our midweek movie theme, Rocky 4. Come on now. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> but joining us right now on the Vaquero's Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that has been in studio with my man Rob Babers and myself and Patrick Davis. He too has been a um, Chasing that dream like everybody else. He's my man, Patrick Wills Smith, who has been taking care of the Texas One Fund. And Wills, how are you doing today, my brother? What's up, Wills?
3: Hey guys, I'm doing great. I'm in. Uh, I'm up, headed to Fort Worth for the ball game tonight. Uh, it's it's a big game, guys. Mm. We we win this, which sets up for Saturday pretty nice. Be pretty good turnaround for the University of Texas to win a conference championship with a season they out be nope. amazing. No Damn doubt
2: man. about it. That's for what sure. we've been talking about this entire time, what this basketball team has gone through and where they are today is something to be very, very proud of. Rodney Terry's done an unbelievable job with uh, getting this team right. But I wanted to talk to you about the Texas One Fund that is part of the NIL Uh, growth plan that you guys have put together so tell us a little bit about how it's going and what can people do to help with the Texas One Fund.
3: Absolutely we are it, it is going really well we're right now we're implementing a bunch of programs and last night in Fort Worth we had a group of guys who are donors to the fund but also creating mentorship opportunities and really creating you know, authentic relationships with the teams, with the coaches. And I I laugh because, you know, four years ago, Rob, you know, when you played at Texas, the NCAA governed all kinds of relationships of who you could talk to, who you could, you know, go to dinner with, who you could meet. And a lot of the athletes back in your day, which was, Three or four years ago. <laughs> I wish. Back, back in your day, <laughs> you couldn't really establish that without there be a cloud of something NCAA wise over it. Mm-hmm. So now you were, in a sense, declined opportunities to meet people, to grow your network, to build on what you're going to do after football. Okay. So now we, because of NIL, A real positive we could do everybody says hey come to texas you're set for life you can get any job you want well playing that out in reality you you finish a pro career after five years you come back yes people know who you are but you you haven't set years of a relationship where you called a guy you ask advice you got mentorship Mm -hmm. opportunities those networks spread across and that's really what people are talking about at texas not only do you get to meet a guy who's a lawyer, meet a guy who's a, a you know car dealer, you meet a guy mm-hmm. who's a ophthalmologist, whatever the job is, those people have a network be- well beyond that can say, hey, Rod, you want to get in the oil and gas business? Call my buddy. I went to school with him in mm-hmm. Midland. He'll talk to you, tell you how he got involved. It's really creating that life story, mm-hmm. understanding who they are, and that's, that's one of the things we're really putting forward with obviously charitable activities around Central Texas. But we're really gonna, what we've heard from the donors is, hey, this is great. We wanna contribute, we wanna step up, but we also want to not just provide money for so they can have opportunities to do this. We wanna, you know, mentor them. We wanna talk to them about how, what do you do with your money and build their network. So when they're done playing college, they're they're able to pursue whatever dreams they want in the state of Texas and beyond. And we, as you guys know, we've got the biggest alumni network probably in the world. And yep. so we mm-hmm. can recruit nationally. We can, obviously the core for any team at Texas is going to be Texans. but the reach we have, and we can do it through NIL now, is to provide these kids, coaches, opportunities to really bridge the gap that, The NCAA didn't let us have before, and we can do it now. So that's one positive we've been working on, building those programs for the kids that we're real excited about. Obviously, in everything we're doing, we're trying to continue to tell the story of the positives we're doing, what we're doing in the community, and get people to really, yes, donate, but partner with us, talk to us about ideas you have. We have the most – diverse creative alumni group in the world and we really want people to jump on board and partner with us and say you know what Wills, this is a great idea have you thought about this and we're open to it and part of that is yes we want you guys to donate everybody to step up and say this isn't going away and we can make this a real positive for the university of texas for these athletes for them in life and not to Go on a tirade right here, but you know what? If you talk to Coach Sark and say, you know, what what are guys? What do they want with NIL? You know, obviously everybody likes. Okay, here's an opportunity and you get paid. But what are they really seeking? And his answer is: number one, they want the ability to, after living a jester for two years and proving, you know, you to move off campus. You know, where other students get to live off campus. Austin's expensive town, that helps supplement that. And number two, they want their their parents to come see them play. We recruited two kids from Hawaii. Well, getting over to Austin, Texas to see them play is a challenge. We You recruit a kid from Virginia, that's a challenge. Anywhere outside of the state where they can't drive over, they want to see their kids play. And those are really the – other than that, that's really what they're asking for in the – we, if everybody will come alongside us, we're going to be able to provide those opportunities and and activate this and and make it happen for them.
0: No, that's what I love about you know the Texas One Fund and really uh, your guys's leadership wills is because you guys are looking at it from a a multifaceted perspective and a multi level perspective and looking at how can we benefit the most parties involved with nil. And, and looking at the added value of it. Yes, players get money for their name, uh, student-athletes get money for their name, image, and likeness, uh, and that's great. But no, you're talking about the, the community outreach aspect of it as well, the charitable outreach, the ability to network and establish relationships and connections that are going to benefit you way after your playing days to kind of maximize the, uh, you know, the alumni base of Texas, one of the largest uh, in the world, and also help these guys prepare for what's happening after they get done with their athletic careers. I, I, I love the message and the mission by Texas One Fund, and I think you guys are all about just trying to get the most out of the experience, not just the most money, of course, that's part of it, but the most out of the experience for the student athlete and for the community as well.
3: Absolutely. No, that you hit it the nail on the head. We're trying to think of, hey, this is the, now the rules at play. How can we benefit the student-athlete? Not just financially, but, you know, everybody, we've all gone through those college years, the ages from 18 to 22, where you really are learning life skills, Mm -hmm. growing up. And that's everybody who's advanced those years, that's what they do. That's the part of the maturity process. How can we come alongside them, provide them opportunities? What's funny is you talk to any coach at Texas right now, and the way we recruit is the way we've always recruited. You're selling what Texas offers, the alumni, the city of Austin, all these great things about Austin. Not We don't have a coach on campus, I know this for a fact, who opens a conversation with a recruit talking about NIL. And it, a recruit that comes in and that's all they want to talk about, it's a telling thing. Because the University of Texas is so much beyond just NIL, so how can we as a group supporting through NIL, how can we make this the most positive impact for them, for us, for the fans? That's what we're trying to bring experiences to donors and fans through the Texas One Fund, get to know these kids. That Right now it's open. We can talk to them. Mm-hmm. You can develop a relationship with a kid you like. Who does your son root for? Who's your daughter root for? Who's her role model on the basketball team? Well, we can bring these people together through this. And and really, you know what's amazing is you talk to the students at UT that are benefiting, and they love nothing more than to go do that charitable activity. Forget about the money. Forget about any of that. It's opened so many doors for them to get to know people, get to know the people rooting for them on Saturday, getting to know kids in the community, and it's easy. Nobody's worried about compliance when – kids go to a pop-up birthday party for foster kids. There's no worry. They can do that. They can put themselves out there. And it's a relief. You guys are both athletes. So my Just kidding. But you guys <laughs> are both athletes. You know how much time to prepare and do that. And it's a relief to go, hey, I was a kid once. This is a fun deal. We're trying to provide as many good opportunities to get them off the field, get them in the community, show them that there's life after football, life after women's basketball, life after track, and how can you build your network? We're trying to make this the most positive thing for UT we can. And we and it really, you touched on it, the whole thing can be the most, the biggest win-win. Every time I look around, I keep telling people it's a win-win. We yep. can do this. The mm-hmm. doors are open. We can do this. And it, it's, it's been fun to do and a lot of fun, and I, that's why you know I, I appreciate you guys giving us time because I want to talk to everybody and say, if you root for Texas, if you're an alum, come alongside us and put us to the test on what we're doing mm-hmm. and let us, let us keep giving these kids opportunities and let's build this because if, if the University of Texas alumni support this, we're not going to be stopped on the field, off the field. We're going to be able to build this into something going in the SEC that can't be stopped. So let me ask you this.
2: Let me ask you this, and that that was a great message right there. Uh, How do people become part of the Texas One Fund? What can they do and where do they go to contribute to this Texas One Fund? Because as we talked about before, a lot of people think that as part of the foundation, this has zero to do with the Longhorn foundation. This is something totally different. So I know that the question is always asked, well, what am I giving to the foundation for? And then I got to go over here, something totally different. So tell them how they need to get there.
3: That's right. Well, really the easiest thing to do is to start off and go to www.texasonefund.org. And from there you can donate, but really there are a lot of ways. And you can contact us and give us what you want to do. How do you want to get involved? How do you want to partner? And if you want to give money, great. But I, I do think it's it's important to mention that the Longhorn Foundation is actively working on our behalf. So they're out soliciting, CDC's out soliciting, talking to people about and educating them about NIL. So we're not at odds, but it is different. We're not a part of the university, although the university can solicit on our behalf. And Luckily, they have. And Coach Stark's gone out. He's gone to Houston. He's gone to Fort Worth. He's going to all these cities to talk about the importance of what we're doing and and ask people for their support, which has been awesome. And the assistant coaches in the same way. RT last night talked to a group of people about helping the Texas One Fund. So we're in that place where we're trying to do it the right way and And anybody that comes on, I mean, we we really are reaching out, thanking people, trying to bring them along, not only with donations, but in a meaningful way because we really can. You know, there there's people out there listening who who are IT people or, you know, work in the music industry or whatever they're doing where there's a kid at Texas, I promise you, a student athlete, that is interested in exactly what you do. And would love nothing more than to sit down, have a conversation, and talk to you about how you got to where you are. And it's really putting those people together that we're trying to do that's going to benefit. And you know what? You guys are professionals and you've gotten to a place in life. You love it when an 18-year-old says, man, Harge, how'd you come from your baseball background? How'd you get into radio? They'll talk to Babers. God, you were so fast. Now you're not as fast. How'd you get there? That's, that's where we're trying Coming to Coming from somebody you know, saying,
2: name it. is Wills.
3: <laughs> that's exactly right. For every $10, I'll race Babers in the parking lot. We'll just fundraiser fundraiser that way. I love
2: I'm it. I'm down, brother. Anything,
0: anything for the people, brother. That's anything right. for the people. You bet.
3: That's
2: it. You bet. Well, we appreciate you jumping on with us. And if you don't know where to go, go to texasonefund.org. That is texasonefund.org. They have all the information there, and they have a mission. Their mission is to maximize positive community impact by helping Texas collegiate athletes succeed. I think that's a great mission, man, and we thank you so much for uh, coming on with us today. But most importantly, get us a win up there tonight in Fort Worth.
3: 100%. We'll get it done, I promise you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you, all wills. you guys do at the Horn. Thank you all so much for putting, it, putting us
2: on. I appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, you for do jumping on with us. All right. There it is. Make sure you go to TexasOneFund.org and find out a little bit more. All the information is there for you, and they are really contributing well with this university and doing a lot for them.
0: No, I, like I said, I love that it's all about, like I said, the, the, I've met with a couple of folks, including my man Wills, about the Texas One Fund. I love that it's all about they're trying to figure out how to get the most bang for the buck and not in the traditional sense, but making sure it's a win-win for everybody yep. involved. They want to see how can the community benefit uh, from community outreach and charities. Uh, it also makes the players more accessible to the fans because mm-hmm. fans now have another way where they can get to meet these players, interact with them. The network, and I'm glad he brought that up it's a former player myself. That's important. Yep, very the network so. and the alumni base afterwards uh, that are you know looking to help you out or are looking to support you after you get done too. The life skills, mm-hmm. t- mentorship.
2: Some definitely mentorship. that. It's definitely you want
0: to mentorship, all that I mean, it, it, yep. they, so they're they're looking at it in a multifaceted way. I love it. I'm jealous. Wish I was a part of this type of project when I was in school. But your I'm boy would have
2: came to Texas. <laughs> well, you were coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying. But your yeah, boy yeah, would have yeah, been yeah, on yeah, campus. Yeah,
0: yeah, Then you would have went straight yeah, to the yeah, league. Exactly. <laughs> That's true too. Exactly. Uh, but I'm really happy for them. And uh, thanks to my man Wills for joining us. Great harsh knock life there. alright we come back? We'll uh, we'll just make fun of the Aggies on the other side. That'll be fun. <laughs> right here on Paul Don't Lie, I want to foot on the horn. DD mega do I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen.
3: Well, I don't get break
1: day and Well,
3: congratulations. Continue. Good sex in the uh, sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And <laughs> things sucks.
0: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Another edition of Off the Record here. Now, I don't go out of my way to make fun of Aggies. You guys know that. I was almost an Aggie myself. I'm not an Aggie hater. Uh, I love me some R.C. Slogan. And if not for Mac Brown sitting on my mama's couch drinking her sweet tea, I might be an Aggie to this day. But thank God for Matt Brown sitting on my mama's couch drinking that sweet tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be sad about that today. <laughs> uh, but Hart, you sent this to me. Uh, it's a baseball clip, but it's a damn good one. Break it down for people to explain it. So quick.
2: Coach Schlossnagel, Jim Schlossnagel, is the head coach at the mm-hmm. uh, Texas A&M Fighting Aggies. He used to be at TCU. Mm-hmm. Now, they had a bunch of success last year, but this year they've had a tough week. They've, like everyone else, it's a little bit slower start to the season than what fans would normally expect. Mm-hmm. But, and you know this as well, Rod, you don't turn on your own. And for Texas Aggies, Texas A&M Aggies, it seemed like they were turning on their own. And Coach Schlossnagel wasn't having it. So here's what Coach Schlossnagel was feeling during this interview. <laughs>
1: Tough weekend, but staying in the last inning. Yeah, I mean, I believe
3: in him I mean, I believe in him. I've, t- I've been telling them the whole time. You know, I, I, I believe in them. So it's just it, this is a tough game, man. People, I've got our own fans yelling at our players over over the dugout. Like I don't know what kind of place this is, but I thought there was some Aggie loyalty around here. You know, you got a dude holding up a freaking newspaper. One of the dance teams over on the other side. Like I don't know. It, well, I need to keep my mouth shut, but it's just. uh but, yeah, excited for our team, excited for the crowd, happy for the core. Um, you know, the crowd played a big role in the game uh, as long as they keep cheering for our
2: That's the best part, as long as they keep cheering for us.
0: Yeah, because he – so he basically complained <laughs> about it at first. He's like, all right, let me stop myself. And then he's like, let me let me, let me, me, compliment them. Yeah, yeah, let
2: me give them a little, give little give a little backhanded slap wow. right there.
0: Hey, man, that's, what I would say to Coach Schlossnagel is I get it. Like I said, I was almost nagging myself. That's what the money's for, okay? Yep, yep. You're going to complain about the Aggies and what they're doing. Everybody knows how the Aggies are. Don't act like you didn't know. Yeah. All right? You, you've been you coaching coached in Texas. It. Exactly. You've been coaching yeah, yeah, against yeah, yeah. them for a, a while. while. Yeah, so yeah. That's what the money's for. So yeah, uh, yeah. quit your complaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I would say. Yeah. It, uh, was,
2: it was interesting <laughs> because they had a tough weekend. They lost to Portland. That's right. Portland. Not the Trailblazers. <laughs> Portland baseball team. They lost two of three. That's crazy. To them. So... Those fans were not happy. Yeah.
0: No, I get yeah. it. Expectations are high. I'm, Very much but for so. him, he's got to understand that. And, hey, man, don't be complaining about the fans. When you showed up to the party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're losing to Portland. Don't be complaining about the fans. <laughs> exactly. All right. We'll come back. We'll get into Texas baseball. No complaining about Texas baseball fans. They did show up and show out, but Texas still lost to LSU. We'll get into that and Texas basketball previewing their matchup versus TCU tonight. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn.